Hello, all of you luscious listeners. This is Mistress Darby, and Charlie and I are back today with an interview with the lovely Chastity. We met Chastity at the very beginning of our magical stripper journey, and she is in fact the woman that pointed us in the direction of the stage that started it all. Today, we will be talking about her journey in mental health, body image, van life, and what's next on her horizon. Welcome to The Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underaged, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. So we are here today with a very good friend and um, someone that we actually started working, working with when we very first started, who actually was the one that told me what club I should go to, and it is the lovely Chastity. Woo, woo, so, thank you so much for, like, coming and letting us pester you with questions. Oh, uh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Hey. So, um, just to start, I guess, I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself, like, anything that you're kind of comfortable sharing. Okay. Um, I'm Chastity. I'm 29. I'm currently in Salt Lake City, and yeah, I started dancing in 2010, so 11 years on and off. Awesome. Um, how did you uh, originally get into the industry? Um, so I wanted a night job. I think I was working at a coffee shop at the time, and I was in school, and I was like, okay, I can work at a restaurant like a Denny's or I can work in strip club that was my like in my head that was my two options (laughs) so um there was like an 18 and older strip club and um went in to apply to be a cocktail Mm -hmm. and I brought in my resume which they thought was hilarious because who brings a resume to a strip club (laughs) me I don't know so um they they tried to get me to dance, like, right off the bat, and I was like, no, I will never dance, you will not catch me on that stage, no, I'm not dancing, and then three days later, I was like, so, when, how do I get this license, because I'm not making money, and those girls up there are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think Darby and I both went through that same, that same uh, circle, going in as a cocktail, and then just being like, wait a second, that that yeah, that that better up there. spot on stage is gonna make way more money. Yeah, and I think when you're in the environment, like you kind of get over the like shock of it, the initial shock of it, and then you're just like, oh, that doesn't look that like yeah. look that crazy. Like, I mean, it seems normal. Like now, I could do that. I mean, I don't know. I, I get that. Yeah, you're like, oh, they're just like up there wiggling. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, I can wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay, so then how did you pick your name? Um, I was a virgin at the time, so chastity made the most ironic sense to me. <laughs> and also, um, you know that movie, like in the Wedding Crashers movie, when they're like, they're in that meeting and they're like, talking about, he's like, oh, I want to go see this lady. And they're like, 
her name is Cassidy. She was a stripper. <laughs> and then he's like, she's a nice lady. So, kind of combination. That's so funny. <laughs> she was a nice yeah. lady. I just think it's so interesting yeah. that, I mean, that you, you know, you're 18 and you think, okay, I could become a waitress or a stripper. Like, I, I don't know. I think it took me a while <laughs> to get to that point. And it's interesting that you kind of like right off the bat were like, oh, well, I guess these are my options. I mean, obviously working in a strip club must have not been too, I don't know, even as a, as a cocktail waitress, uh, like, I just think it's interesting that it seemed like such a normal kind of go-to for you. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely weird. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> this is bizarre, but yeah. I'm just going to go try it, because why not? Yeah. Well, then the 18 and over club, right, that's a that's a nude club, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's fully nude. So then how did you feel um, starting dancing at a nude club as a virgin when you were only 18? Like, looking back on it, I mean, how do you like feel about that experience or or like what stands out the most about about that time um I think like kind of how you just said it like feels so normal when you're in that environment and you're just like oh like we just get naked and that's fine everyone's naked you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it just feels normal that's why I was able to like cocktail and then be like oh okay like I don't feel like this is a weird thing now um being a virgin I mean, I didn't, I felt like I couldn't relate with a lot of, like, people's conversations or, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like, the girls always would, like, tease me about it or, like, they didn't believe me or the guys didn't believe me, whatever. People didn't always believe me, but, I mean, I'm not going to, like, argue with you about whether I'm a virgin, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was fun, though. Like, I loved it, and I felt like it was, like, the first time I had the chance to, like, explore sexuality at all because mm-hmm. I like grew up just going to Catholic school and we were just taught abstinence and really I'd never really had too much sexual experiences in my life so um yeah I just felt like it opened up like a whole new world for me did it ever make you feel I mean because I know that the club that we all met at or that we all yeah we met you at was like a, a touch club so they could touch you during lap dance and then I think the nude club right they only did shower shows yeah so but I assume if you sat and talked with guys like guys still kind of talk to you like in like a sexy way yeah did you ever feel like did you ever feel uncomfortable or just make you feel like weird or did you feel I don't know I guess like how did that I just don't because I, I, I can't imagine like I mean I don't know I, before I had had sex, I was not mm-hmm. talking about it. Like, <laughs> we were not talking about it. I was never <laughs> my mouth. We were never talking about that. I don't want to know. And so I can't imagine, like, the stuff that guys say at strip clubs, like, not having experience with it or being comfortable with it yet. Like, I don't know. So I don't I don't know if that's, like, off base, but I just think that's interesting. Um, I, I think, like, you know, people, like, say sexual, you know, weird things. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I guess I just kind of, like, I was like, oh, I'm just, like, playing this role. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I would just kind of be like, oh, I'm a virgin. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> you know, I would just, like, play <laughs> that role. And um, most of the time it, like, worked in my favor, especially because it was, like, a nude club. Mm. So, like, they obviously, like, wanted to see more, so they would pay more because they were like, I, I need to see it to believe you're a virgin. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, um how they gonna yeah, how they I, gonna I, I, see that? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They brought their spectacle. Yeah, got <laughs> 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 <Kept laughs> <out> real quick. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Men are so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, all right, let me inspect that. <laughs> Weirdos. Yeah, and like the eighteen-year-old. Holy Nude Club, I feel like it was either, like, under the 21 crowd partying mm. on the weekend kind of thing, mm. or it was, like, an older crowd. Yeah. So, um, I would mostly just stick with the older crowd, because they, most of, I mean, not most of them, but a large majority of the ones I feel like I attracted um, were, like, the more, like, I want to sit and talk kind of mm. guys, you know? Yeah. Not the, like, I want to take you home kind of guys. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Totally. totally. I get that. Yeah, the young dudes don't have money, and they also think that you want to have sex with them. And you're like, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so also, funny. like, you kind of said this earlier, but it, it seems like such an interesting place to kind of, like, I didn't really talk about sexuality before I was sexually active and so to kind of acclimate to the world of sexuality in an environment that's so raw and so kind of just blatant and out there where you know like guys will say crazy shit in strip clubs that they would never even say to their girlfriend so to like enter the world of sexuality starting there just seems like such an extreme way that probably most people have never experienced going from like zero to a thousand in like one step. Yeah, and I think it actually made me, like, more nervous to have sex because I was, like, I these people are, you know, making it sound so much more, yeah. you know, than, like, it is. Like, they hype it up in such a different way or, like, yeah. dirty or whatever they do. Yeah, and, like, so I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know if I can, like, when am I going to be ready for this? I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I can play the role, but I don't know when I'm ready for the real thing now. They're co- they're coming with like their most extreme fantasies, and you're like, oh my goodness, yeah, wow, sex is crazy. It's like, no, this is just what they think they look like inside their own heads. It's not, yeah. <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> um, so I remember asking. Uh, oh yeah, no, continue. Oh, I was. I remember asking one of the girls one time. I was like, are the dances we're doing like is that like having sex? Like, are the things we're doing on stage? simulating sexual behaviors or whatever and she's like not really like nothing we're doing on stage is really what you do in sex you know I was like oh interesting I I don't know (laughs) yeah a lot more minimal movement (laughs) (laughs) well I just lay there so there's no movement that's fine Darby takes the the pillow princess approach where she just lays there and says okay (laughs) Chop, chop. And, and then I have to do something too. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
so then, okay, so 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 moving forward, in the last like couple of years, uh, you've actually come out as part of the LGBTQ community. Um, so then, I mean, now you're you're kind of incorporating a different aspect of your sexuality into your life. Um, would you like? Would Would you mind speaking on that? Um, yeah, so I identify as pansexual, and, um, that's, like, I am sexually attracted to people, not a gender, and I never really, like, considered myself part of the community, I never even really thought about it until I met my fiancé, and then it wasn't like a, it was just like an automatic thing, like, oh, like, I really like her, and... I had never, like, had that experience before, so, um, yeah, bringing it, like, into the clubs, there, I don't know, I feel like it's just, like, another step of being, like, open and free with my sexuality, and as terrible as it is, like, girl-on-girl stuff is so sexualized by men, Mm -hmm. so that also works in my favor. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you've, like, finding like I guess that sexuality or identifying with that and like meeting your fiance do you feel like your relationship to the industry has changed um not really I I think like I've always like I don't know respected you know I respect women's bodies they're all beautiful every body is beautiful and I don't know I think it's more like fun now because I can embrace my sexuality and be like oh that girl is so hot don't you think and like get you know more tips for them with the guys sitting around you know so it just feels more open to me like I feel more authentic I guess and then so like but now I guess since you have a fiance you're in a committed relationship and for the whole time I danced with you you didn't have a, a partner so is it different like how like has that been an adjustment for you as far as, as like, having a, a committed partner? I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I, just, I don't know if that's new. Because I know the longest that you, the long, for a long time, you didn't. Right, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so when I told her, like, off the bat, which I don't normally do when I'm, like, dating, I would just, like, keep it a secret and be like, I don't know if you're worthy to know this. So mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't tell anyone. Um, but I told her, like, really fast like maybe the second or third day we were talking and um, cause I think I was like you know I'm, I'm done like hiding it from people I'm dating or like being secretive about it with you know those kind of people because if you're not going to like it from the get go like mm-hmm. it's just not going to work so she thought it was really awesome at first she was like oh that's so cool and then um, once she found out like she grew up very LDS and mm. um, kind of sheltered I guess and So she didn't really know what stripping was. Like, she thought it was, like, a bikini bar kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, So once she found out that I was, like, getting undressed (laughs) more than just, like, a bikini, then there was was a conversation that had to happen. She's always, like, so supportive and is like, I'm never going to tell you not to do something. Like, why would I want to change you from who you are, you know? Because I fell in love with you, who you are, from the beginning, and you know, what you do for work is not going to, like, change that, and I wouldn't want to change you. Uh So, um, for a while, I did want to, I wanted to stay mostly working in Utah, because 
there's, you know, more places to work where you don't do lap dances. And that made her more, like, iffy about it than otherwise. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. More recently, we've just, like, talked about doing more clubs, trying out more different clubs and traveling. And, um, yeah, she's just so supportive of it. And, I mean, it's not her favorite thing in the world, but <laughs> she appreciates, you know, my hard work for it and doesn't whatever makes me happy kind of thing so mm. yeah, I mean so the, you feel like the lap dances like the contact situation has been like the biggest obstacle yeah and she hasn't like actually said that she's I just like more like feel like she prefers if I don't mm-hmm. but she's never actually said like I don't want you to do lap dances yeah I think I just did it for more for my own comfort like wanting her to feel comfortable with what I was doing, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like there's been any, like, other obstacles with working in the sex industry between you guys? Or has that is that kind of, like, the main thing, I guess? Yeah, there really hasn't been obstacles outside, outside of that. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't dance a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I worked, let's see, October through March last year was, like, the most consistent I had been working in a club yeah. since we've been in a relationship. Um, other than that, it was just, like, I would go and dance, like, once a week, or not once a week, once a month, um, or I went, like, eight months without dancing, so yeah, it wasn't a ton of work, but I do, like, now we're kind of on the road, and um, I do want to, like, travel more and do more clubs and I also probably only be like a couple times a month mm-hmm. but yeah we haven't had any she tried she's come into some uh strip clubs with me now we went for my birthday and I think that helps for her to like see yeah what's actually happening you know and she had a great time and loved it and so oh that's so <laughs> that's so awesome dance. I I think that definitely makes a difference like I remember my boyfriend had this kind of different idea of what it looked like and it wasn't until he came and he saw me dance he was like oh it's just you being yourself but you like kind of have like a little bit of a different flavor going on you know you just have like a little bit of like "Ooh, it's me but I'm in disguise and he's like oh okay I get it now like I thought it was this whole like I'm this other person and I'm just like tapping into this whole other side of myself and then when he saw he's like oh this is not this is not nearly like what I thought it was. So I definitely yeah. think seeing it in person is super helpful. And when you've been working, like, have you like given her like a softy lap dance? Mm. Uh, I mean, at home, yes. But <laughs> uh, in the, the Utah clubs, she's come in while I've worked and, you know, seen me dance on stage. But since we don't have, lap dances here I mean some clubs but you know Utah rules that makes sense I wish forget about that since now I know that you're a little bit more like out with being like sex worker have you felt that like now that you're kind of like a part of this LGBTQ plus community do you feel like they've been supportive oh yeah like so supportive I, I feel like you know the LGBTQ community is just like supporting of everyone for who they are and what they do you know mm-hmm. and everyone deserves their rights and so it's everyone that I've met in the community has been really supportive about it I've never I mean I've never had backlash from anyone really besides 
like my mom didn't love it for sure but <laughs> um besides that I haven't had anyone at least to my face be like sex work shaming me or anything yeah that's awesome that is awesome, really awesome. and it's it's nice that your parents know and that yeah even if they don't like it it's nice that you're able to have that conversation uh, it was not intentional that my mom, my dad doesn't know, as uh, far as I know, my dad doesn't know. Yeah. But um, my mom, when we were at the club that we worked at together, um, I was driving home and rolled my car. Oh, no. She uh, had to come pick me up, and that's how she found out. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. What a way to come come out uh, as, as a sex worker. <laughs> that, I, yeah. Well, that's... She, her, her husband's... Um, mom was a dancer and um her uh his mom was a heroin addict so she actually overdosed and um passed away because of that so her like automatic response was like oh you're doing heroin Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you weren't even drinking i mean you didn't even start no until recently so yeah you definitely weren't doing heroin that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you're like you're like mom. Please, I am the most innocent of all. Like not innocent, but you know what I mean. Like the most yeah responsible dancer, like of all. Like, <laughs> I am not getting drunk. I'm not drugs. I am like very yeah. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay, so working in the sex industry, like, we deal with a lot of, you know, scrutiny about our bodies from clients, managers, all that stuff, and I know that you've worked in, you know, Vegas and all sorts of big, bigger clubs and different clubs, and there can be, like, a lot of pressure kind of around body image. I know that when we used to make that long drive back and forth from that club, we had, like, just a bunch of conversations, and it kind of came up about your personal journey through working through your struggles with bulimia, and I was just um, wondering if you would feel comfortable kind of talking to us about like that experience um, and just you know how that kind of maybe started and what you went through and then you know how kind of sex work has kind of impacted that or you know or how it's been impacted or you know the other way around I guess if that makes sense yeah yeah um, so uh, when I was 16 I think um I went to a rehab for, um, I guess, like, my diagnosed term was, like, anorexia with bulimia tendencies, which I don't think is even a diagnosis anymore, but mm-hmm. at the time, that, that's what it was, and so I, like, came out of that and felt like I was recovered, you know, for the most part, but I still had a hard time with, like, my body, especially because, like, once you start eating again like your body holds on to the weight so much so Mm. coming out of that like I had gained weight and was not the most comfortable with my body and they don't really teach you like or they don't like help you they don't really give you tools for like accepting or loving your body when you're recovered um so that was more difficult and then I was I was nervous at the at the club like when I, I remember when I first went the first dancer that I ever talked to she was trying to convince me to dance, and I was like, no, I'm just going to cocktail. She was, like, more of a fuller girl, and so I was like, oh, like, any, like, anybody, anybody can do this, and, you know, there's different people like everything, you know, there's different flavor for everyone. I think that helped me, like, 
just kind of be like, okay, this is this is what I've got, and then going to make money off of it. And like the most sexy thing I can be is confident. So it's kind of just like a fake it till you make it kind of thing. And um, yeah, so then I I started bodybuilding. I think oh how I don't know how old I was like twenty two or something, and just because I thought, like, oh, I could have, like, the best body ever, and I can compete, and it'll give me a goal and something to do, which, um, it was really great, but it was not good for, like, my personal mental health, and, um, I started binging a ton, so that was, like, a whole new struggle that I had to overcome eventually once I got out of bodybuilding, because, like, when you're in it, it's just, like, a cycle, like, I'm doing great, and then I binge once a week, and it's my cheat meal, and then I'm doing great, and I work out and eat my meals, and everything's great, and then I binge again, so it's just kind of like that, and then, like, once I quit bodybuilding, and it was just, like, a constant binging thing, so um, I did an online program that helped me so much with that and helped with more than just, like, the binging, but, like, actually, like, loving and accepting my body, too that was like the best thing ever like that was better than the rehab and yeah so like working in the club it was I mean my body went through so many different phases while I was working I think my biggest go-to was like my eyes and my smile so no matter what my body looks like I've got my eyes and my smile and I can reel them in with that you know and then just embracing what I do have at the time so like when I'm heavier than like I have bigger boobs and then like when I was like really lean then like my butt looked really sculpted so it was kind of weird to like shift back and forth to being like oh I'm a boob girl now I'm a butt girl like so yeah but like just embracing what I have and like you know faking it till I you make it was kind of my my mo (laughs) yeah I I'm how do you how do you view bodybuilding now at like after you've kind of gone through that journey because when I when I really knew you you were like right in the middle of it like right in the middle of like bodybuilding I remember seeing like your competition photos and and everything and now that you're kind of like on the other side of it do you view it differently um I think it's an extreme sport, so mm. it's dangerous, just as any extreme sport can be, mm. um, but I do think, like, because it has so much to do with your appearance, it yeah. can, like, people want to do it for the appearance, they have unrealistic expectations of staying at that low body weight, and it's really just really terrible, at least for me, it was terrible with, like, body dysmorphia, because you just, like, wake up every day and are just, like, staring at your body Mm. like does it look am I leaner today am I more muscular today like constantly checking for changes there's some people that don't ever take a break you know like they are living a competition diet all year round and like saying it's a lifestyle and stuff and like being healthy is a lifestyle but like everything in moderation because if you have panic attacks over missing a meal or a workout or eating a big cheat meal or something, then that's not healthy, you know? So it's not healthy. It's not a healthy sport. 
which I feel like it can be misconceived as. I know that at least I feel like I, I noticed, especially on like your social media and stuff, that you're also really active, not just in like the dancer community, but in like the uh, like the pole aerobics and pole athletics and and the the like gym style pole classes and like that seems from what I've seen it seems like a a really supportive community do you feel like that has been a helpful alternative or do you do you feel like there's also has its own issues being in um like the pole dancing as a sport community so I'd say like when back in the day like when I first started dancing the there was like the hashtag not a stripper was right. like a big thing. Yeah. Um, and um, so I never told anyone at the pole studio. And most people still, I don't know, like I'd say maybe like half the people know. Most people don't know. And it's, but like lately it seems like the pole community is way more supportive of it. And mm. um, I just love pole dancing. Like it's so fun. Um, I've always loved that. So. It's a, it's a great alternative for sport. <laughs> yeah. But I also didn't like competing in pole competitions. I just, uh, competing is just not, not for me. <laughs> like, what do you feel like are your biggest, like, coping methods for body dysmorphia or, like, any struggles that you have with, like, eating disorders while you're, like, using your body in your work? Um, I really, like, don't have any issues anymore which is really amazing honestly but um I mean there's always like like right now because I haven't danced in so long and I'm going to start dancing again next week and Mm -hmm. so there's like a small panic that occasionally like will come in like oh my gosh like you haven't danced in so long like what if you're can't dance and you're ugly and you're fat and like (laughs) you know so that comes in every once in a while but Mostly, I just, like, have to, like, train my thoughts to go a different direction, you know, like, opposite a- action kind of thing. Like, you know, if, if worst case scenario, this club doesn't hire me, mm-hmm. okay, there's other clubs, you know, like, it, it's not the end of the world. And they might not have liked me, but there's a million other people that will, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that, like, for, for me, dan- dancing can be kind of like a double-edged sword in that way where in some ways it like forces you to just be like comfortable no matter like what state your body's in whether you woke up mm-hmm. wake up and feel like a little like oh I don't feel like my top sexy self today or like this month has been rough or you know like or whatever it is like you when you go to work you just have to show You're up in that way yeah mm-hmm. but then at the same time there are those moments where you get on stage and you just like like you say you just have those panic attacks where you're just like Am I just, like, the stupidest-looking person out here today? Yeah. Yeah. So so you can feel both. You can feel like, yeah, you know what? Maybe my hips and my thighs don't look like the way that they're supposed to today, but I'm going to claim it. And then in the same moment also be like, yeah, but am I just, like, disgusting? But, you know, (laughs) I think that's part of the – the struggle of, like, your job being based off your body is kind of balancing out all of those different elements. And it's hard because I would agree. I feel like there's, like, there's days when 
like, I think dancing has made me a lot more confident about a lot of things about my body that I never liked, like, as a teenager and, like, a young adult. Like, I never liked my thighs. I thought they were too big, and I didn't like, you know, a lot of different things. And when you're kind of inundated with people complimenting you on things that you didn't know were attractive, but I guess apparently they are because, like, nine out of ten guys tonight were like, ooh, I like your thick thighs. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess they're not that bad. But then days <laughs> when you'll have, like, a customer tell you, like, oh, yeah, I mean, you look like you've gained a little bit of weight. And whether or not they're saying it in a positive or a negative way, then it just makes you think about it. And you're looking at yourself like, did I gain weight? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. What did you do? Like, and then they're, and, like, it's, and it's just kind of people are commenting on you and what you look like in a way that, I mean, we all know that men do it regardless. Just, you know, <laughs> you're at the grocery store and someone will say something. But, like, it's harder sometimes when it's, like, all night long and you're also, like, not wearing any clothes. And they're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Darby. You're a little vulnerable right now. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. But, I mean, I think one of the, like, most positive things that, um, I think it was a discussion we were having in the dressing room one night with um, you, Chastity, and another woman that we worked with was, like, I'm talking about that, and um, you guys, yeah, we're talking about how, like, well, you know, just because someone says no, there's a million other people, like you said, that are going to say yes, and, you know, there might be, like, there's, it's always somebody's night, right? So somebody is always yeah. having a really great night, and then somebody else is having a bad night. But the whole mm-hmm. great part of it is that the clock turns, and eventually – you know, maybe tomorrow is your great night. And so kind of not trying to take it personally when you feel like, okay, apparently everyone tonight only wants blonde or I'm just not anybody yeah. tonight and not making it personal because, you know, when you're dating and interacting, I mean, with people, you know, for me, like I'm being straight, like men, you can feel personally rejected when somebody doesn't, that you're attracted to isn't attracted to you. So it, can, it was like a different transition to then go into the club. It's like work. So you want them to want you because you want their money. But then you have to just be okay that they don't. It's like, mm-hmm. that's fine. Like, And that, that has been a lesson that I definitely have carried through. It's helped so much because I've seen girls like cry about, oh, nobody wants to dance with me and nobody likes me and this and this and this. And it's okay. It's really not about you. Like they're not rejecting, you know, Samantha. They're rejecting, you know, yeah. And Diamond doesn't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I th- yeah, no. And I think, like, uh, when it comes to body image and, and even other things, like, you know, more, most recently I, I danced with uh, Darby for a little bit. And I have some new tattoos that I didn't have before. And it's just, like, I forgot how many people, like, want to tell you their opinion of like your tattoos like mm-hmm. oh what's this this is stupid like oh what's this like you would be so much prettier without that da, 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 da. and it's just like it's finding like a healthy state of mind within yourself where you're just like I'm gonna eat what I feel is gonna be healthy I'm gonna dress the way that I feel like makes me happy I'm gonna put what's on my body that makes me happy and then like if you're grounded in that good state I feel like it's much easier to feel okay no matter if people like you or don't like you or if you're feeling a little bit this or a little bit that because at the end of the day you know you're doing it more for yourself because there's definitely been times when I've I've gone the other way where like I get a little sensitive about things and I'm like no remember this is not where you live this is one guy you don't know who's telling you his 
unasked for opinion, he doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it's about like, what? Yeah. oh, I got this on my body because it makes me happy, you know? But I mean, it, that can be, it can be a really tricky environment. Like, like Darby said, after somebody says it like 15 times in a row, you're just like, am I ugly? <laughs> am I? Am I? Mom? Am I? Uh, moving on. So, <laughs> such great news. You're engaged now. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yay! I'm so excited. So excited. I, I got your super cute wedding invitation in the mail. I was so cute. I showed everybody that came over to my house. I was like, look at my friend's cute wedding invitation. <laughs> it's so fun and creative, and I love it. And, uh, so yeah, you're engaged. You just started living, like doing van life and traveler life, which is super exciting. Do you want to kind of tell us a little bit about what's yeah. going on with you currently? Yeah. Um, so the we are we are living in our van only only like a month and a half now, I think. So we first went to Arizona um, one because it's warm, and two, my fiance's niece lives out there, so she wanted to spend some time with her. Um, yeah, we've just kind of been traveling around. We're back in Utah because, um, it was my fiance's mom's birthday. So she wanted to spend some time with her for her birthday. And now we're kind of like trying to plan our next move. We're debating staying in Utah for another month or, um, just cause we have like, you know, we took our first trip on in the van and then we're like, oh, there's like some things we need to fix in the van cause it's just not working for us. So. Mm-hmm. There's some adjustments that need to be made, like, I don't, I don't know, like, it's, it's an adjustment to live into a tiny, tiny space, and what you think is going to work doesn't always work, so. That makes um, sense. about it, though, like, like, what, like, what's been, I'm so curious on, like, so many levels, but, like, what We been, just, like, don't have enough storage space is, like, one of the things, and, like, so we have, like, a couple like a bag and like a broom that just like get thrown around it's just like constantly being moved around and like um our fridge like cabinet thing doesn't like stay open so it's really kind of like you need two people to get into the fridge um or like four hands or I don't I don't know it's really not the easiest thing ever and then I mean, just, like, little things, um, like, the storage in, like, the, the garage, which is just, like, underneath the bed, is kind of just, like, a hot mess, um, so we just organized all of that yesterday, so it's easier to grab out the things that we need versus, like, everything was, just like, kind of thrown in there, and it was, like, oh, you need your, like, makeup in the very, very back of the garage, and now you have to take out, like, our pole, because we have a pole with us, and, like, a oh bike, and, gosh. like, uh, just, you have to take out everything to get your makeup. So organization for sure. And then just like little things, like there's a drawer that like the drawers click shut to like lock into place. And one of the bigger drawers only has one little lock on it. And so it, it's kind of sketched, like it might fall out. So we have to put another lock on it. But yeah, it's kind of boring little things like that that need to be adjusted. But yeah, so we are planning to spend, uh, for sure we're going to Maine june through august so we're super excited about that because we've never been to maine and just calling to us <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna dance up there yeah i have a friend that is been dancing out there and so i'm hoping that i can go work with her that'll be fun yeah don't they tip like two dollar bills or something 
What? I think I do right. that thing. But they like only tip like two dollar bills or something. That is I think crazy. Somebody told me that one. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind that. But I think he used to live in Maine, and he was like, "Oh, in Maine, they only tip like two dollar bills." And That's I just so thought, funny. Wow. <laughs> That's like. Is wow. That, is that like where they all come from? Like when we would randomly get them, <laughs> they must have come. <laughs> who who has this many two dollar bills? Like what bank? Is I, like, here's here's two thousand dollars in two dollar bills for you. In I don't, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know. Yes, I want to know. I want to know. Yeah, please take a photo of them all spread out, like on the bed, just like making twos tonight. <laughs> yeah, twos for the every night. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. And then we're just kind of planning our wedding. Yay! Um, chaotic but exciting. It's really challenging to plan it in a van because, like. You can't, I guess, like, I don't know what all you guys are doing yet, but you can't, like, make centerpieces in your van. Yeah. Well, we're I not mean, having, I mean, our our wedding's super non-traditional, so mm. um, a lot of things are, like, we're not having, like, a formal dinner. It's, like, food trucks and, like, mm. cool. I don't know. So. That's cool. I love it. Every, we're excited to go. The, oh, yeah. The decorations and stuff, I mean, we got to work that out, but I'm just putting it off until last minute. I'm so curious if it's gonna because because the the invitations and the photos are all spooky is it gonna be a spooky wedding or no yeah it's Halloween themed or like yes yes it's a costume party (laughs) so wear your best costume there'll be a contest we Um, love costumes I'm glad you told us that because we need it here so like get it get (laughs) it together yeah because me and yeah exactly because Charlie and I are going to go together, so we'll probably have to have, like, something that, like, matches or, you know, it'll be great. <laughs> it'll be good. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. So, so then, excited. Like, what are some of your goals with, uh, with like, van life and, like, looking kind of ahead to the future? Because, I mean, last, not last time we talked, but for a while, you know, you've you'd gotten your master's in psychology and then you were doing pilot school. So, I mean, like, what? I don't know. I'm so curious, like, what's next? Or, and I know you guys have you guys have been talking about, you guys have been doing, like, a big financial overhaul together that you've kind of mm-hmm. talked about, like, online, which has been awesome. So I'm just so curious to see, like, start to hear, I guess, about, like, what your future, like, plan is. As far as you know. I mean, I know you guys are travelers now. So yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Whoever the no. Well, the pilot school thing is, um, it was really fun, and I loved flying. Um, it was really expensive, and I had taken out a loan, and then when I ran out of the loan, then I was kind of like, well, you're, you don't have money, so you can't do this. I, I wasn't, like, the greatest flyer. It didn't, like, come naturally to me. I, like, was constantly stressing about it, and I worked really hard at it, which was great. Like, there's nothing wrong with working hard, but, you know, the biggest thing was that I ran out of the money, and it, I didn't have desire to continue paying like ninety thousand dollars ninety thousand more dollars yeah get the license wow which really just like turned out to be like the biggest freaking blessing that i stopped because i I would be like trying to get a job as a pilot right now which would be nearly freaking impossible with the pandemic Mm -hmm. so like there are so many airlines for both pilots are like shut down completely that there's like so many pilots looking for jobs so that is maybe to be continued i don't know it's kind of like a down the line if the opportunity arises right place right time kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and with my masters i mean 
psychology is used in everything, so I think it's it's useful in some ways. Um, I really, like, on our kind of, like, van life Instagram, enjoy, like, talking about mental health and just bringing more awareness to mental health issues. Um, I would love to, like, start doing more, like, yoga therapy kind of stuff, and yeah, I'm more into, like, the mindfulness and yoga therapy versus Freudian psychoanalyst kind of, like, talk therapy. Mm-hmm. So, who knows it's, where it will take us. your yoga teacher certification, too, a few years ago. Yeah, 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 a little oh. bit of everything. <laughs> so, do you feel but, like, yeah, are, you know what's next? Um, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, I, I think we're just kind of, I'm, I'm working on like an ebook right now for like a, a body acceptance, intuitive eating kind of Mm. workbook ebook currently being worked on and I'm hoping to get it out in the next like six months. Yeah, just kind of like incorporating psychology different ways. I'm not really like looking to get any more schooling, so. Yeah, who knows? I, I like being, I'm also a flight attendant, so just kind of flying the minimum hours that I need to to keep my flight benefits and hoping that we can travel more, you know, end of this year, next year. I feel I'm like dying. you are a woman of many hats. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm, I, I the multi-potentialite. Yeah, it's, it's, yes. I like that you're doing that ebook too because in a lot of ways it feels very full circle. You know, you've kind of gone through all this journey and through all this self-reflection and now you are kind of paying it forward and, and writing everything down based off of your experiences and trying to share that. So that's that's really awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Even if, you know, no one wants it, it'll be fun for me. <laughs> it'll be good yeah. for me experience. You know, People will I'm, I want. Like, I've talked to you guys about, like, the website and stuff. Like, I don't know what I'm doing all the time. So, it's really fun to learn new things. It's so difficult, but it's so fun. Now, you are, like, one of the most driven, like, committed people I think I've probably ever met. Because yeah, I remember when you were doing, I mean, specifically the bodybuilding thing. Because that's when we were seeing you the most. I mean, you were, like, going to school full-time in an incredibly challenging program working at a crazy place that was like an hour and a half away from where we all live and you were at the gym and doing your homework and getting like crazy good grades and like meal prepping mm-hmm. and like somehow also doing like crazy amounts of like pole fitness and like aerial art yeah I was doing yeah things and just watching you being like how is she Doing, doing that, any of this. yeah, and not drinking because I, <laughs> oh, I just want to vomit thinking about that. It was awful. Yeah, you were, you were, but you were, but you know, you were committed to doing all these things that you were really yeah. in. That's awesome. So now it's cool that you're also like able to take more time, and you don't, you're not, you know, there's no. Obviously, we only we only really pressure ourselves, right? Like for the most yeah. part, right, with our hobbies and things that we like to do. So it's nice that you can take more time and that you can eat cookies because then when I see you mm. I can take mm-hmm. you to all the fun restaurants because that's fun for me yeah yeah <laughs> I still remember when you came to visit me in Florida and I was like okay are you doing like your diet thing or are you eating regular food or like what's the deal because I wanted to know because like that's totally fine either way I want to like be supportive and you were just like girl I had a cookie for breakfast I'm eating whatever I want <laughs> and I was just like yes <laughs> like <laughs> 
we're gonna go eat at so many places that <laughs> yes food is so much better now oh i'm sure i'm sure i yeah. can imagine I, I I remember seeing like I I've I've never been very good at at regulating what I eat and I remember just seeing like because I remember even you Darby for a while you were getting really really strict about your food I remember it was like rice and chicken every meal and I was just like oh gosh I don't think I could ever do that I I just want to eat lasagna <laughs> I I tried but I was definitely not like. Committed. I don't know. I go back and forth. Sometimes I feel like I I work on stuff, and other times I'm just like, oh my god, like. I don't know. I think I think it's a balance. Don't. It's all about a balance. You don't want to eat yeah. just trash junk food, but I think, I mean, it's it's the you know the middle path. You know, it's about not being too excessive in in either direction. At least that's that's what I think. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's healthy. If you're like, if you never get a cookie, you're like, what's the point of living life if you never get to eat a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true. But maybe you don't eat cookies for every meal, you know? Do you do you see yourself continuing dancing um, into the future? Uh, I definitely, like, I, I'm planning to work next week in Wyoming. They already, like, put me down on schedule, so we're good there. Um, and then... I, I, I kind of like to work on my overnight while I'm working, which is, is funny because, like, sometimes the van drivers, I'm like, hey, like, can you guys take me to the strip club? And they're like, um, sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> so they, like, see me come in as a flight attendant and, like, see me, like, take me to the strip club. So um, that's pretty funny. But, that is funny. yeah, so I'm, I'll be in Wyoming next week and – um, I'm hoping to work in um, Texas um, in another two weeks or something. So I definitely, like, want to get more into dancing. Um, yeah. Just because I, I, I do love it so much, and I love the traveling part of it. Like, I love, like, seeing different clubs and, like, how they yeah. operate and kind of, like, coming in as, like, I'm only here for a one-night kind of girl. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's, that's fun for me. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, like – long-term ideas of how long you'd like to dance or is it just kind of all just you know up in the air I, I think it's kind of up in the air because yeah. I'm always like okay I'm done like I'm done I've thrown away my clothes so many times Sad. and then I've been like just kidding I'm, I'm not done <laughs> <laughs> I think you know it, it's like you get burnt out and mm. you have to like take a break and um, I don't know, it just doesn't always work into your life, and mm-hmm. sometimes you're, I mean, it's, it's exhausting in different ways, physically, emotionally, mentally, like, it's, it's a different kind of work, like, not everyone understands the things that we go through at work, you know, like, it's also, like, the most fun job ever, like, we just dance around for money, so that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's so much to it, so, yeah, who knows, who knows, I mean, I'm turning 30 this year. Like, Woo. 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 Welcome oh my gosh. We just celebrated uh, a 30th birthday at the Babes of Valhalla. It was me. Oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I am 30. 30. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. I'm a, I mean, it's, it happened. Like, I can't stop it. <laughs> but it's definitely weird, and it's also funny. 
funny because I have been like experimenting. Like, I mean, I don't really ever like lie about my age, but I thought about it, and I, I like will tell people that like I'll be giving. It's just weird because I feel like even when I was twenty seven. I would feel weird, like, giving a dance to some guy who's, like, well, not weird about it, but I'm giving a dance to a guy who's, like, 21. And he's just, like, yeah. oh, my gosh, like, oh, you're so sexy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, yeah, totally, you know, whatever, whatever. And then he's just, like, yeah, like, oh, I'm, you know, what I could do to you. And I'm just laughing because I'm, like, oh, yeah, 21, <laughs> what could you do? Like, <laughs> you probably can't even get me back rubbed the right way. Like, don't even, don't even start. <laughs> but then, then they'll be, like, yeah, how old are you? And I'm, and I'll be, like, oh, I'm 30. And then they're just, like, no, you're 30. Like, oh, my gosh. And then they give you compliments that don't sound like compliments. Like, wow. You look so good for your age. Yeah. Exactly, and I'm like, fuck you, he is not old, like, are you kidding me, I look good at my age, well, you look like a child, Doug, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but then I just feel weird, because then I feel like when I say, if I try to say, like, oh, I'm 25, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm 25, and they're like, oh, cool, but in my head, I'm just like, I'm lying, I'm lying, like, it's oh. so stupid, I don't know why it's a thing, I shouldn't I care. Don't why care. Do I care, I don't care, yeah, I don't care, I, the, the, what I say is, how old do you think I am? And then based off of their answer, then I decide what to tell them. Either I go, wow, 23? You guessed it right on the nose. How did you know? Or, you know, <laughs> I just say, I just will feed into it, you know. No, that's good. I, I, should, I should try that. I should try that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just been a weird being 30 months. I mean, at the end of the day, do they care? No. no. They don't care. They don't care. They don't they care. They still have a boner. No, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. It's it's funny so funny but, yeah it is it is funny to turn 30 because i do think about when we first started and i was like i mean obviously you'd already been dancing for like a number of years before we ever met but just being like oh yeah like i'll do this for a couple years and then like you know i don't want i don't want to dance when i'm 30 because 30 did feel so old and then mm -hmm. like <laughs> i'm not done yet i have like 10 more years in me <laughs> like yeah or like seeing other girls that are 30 and you're like how long are you gonna do this and then you're like now now here we are <laughs> yeah exactly and it happened in the blink of an eye so yeah it's just funny um okay so to like before we leave do you have like a number one story that you think about um with, with like sex work like experience that is like top one of your top experiences it can be anything the it's so hard I, I like feel like just like the times that we were like working together in that club um was like my prime at the time yeah <laughs> i feel like it was so easy and like we were constantly just like having fun like there was mm -hmm. not ever nice like even if we made no money which rarely happens but like we still had a good time, you know? Totally. Um, yeah. So I think, I mean, that was really great. And I, like, have this, this is, like, not, like, a huge memory or anything. But for some reason, I always just, like, have it in my head of, like, there being, like, four of us in a shower show on New Year's Eve when we worked at, or not us, but when I worked at the Fully Nude Club. Mm -hmm. And just, like, four of us girls just, like, having money like thrown all over us like it's just wet and everywhere and like it's new year's eve and we're just like 
singing songs and like rubbing ourselves and like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that, that that stands out. I don't know why. I I, uh, I can think of a few reasons why that stands out. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like just like funny stuff like my shoes just like constantly breaking. I remember like kicking my shoe like into the DJ booth and just like almost killing him like I don't know what <laughs> just like so many just little things that I don't know it's overall I just like have a like fond place in my heart for dancing in general but I mean it wasn't always like that you know there's mm-hmm. times when you're burnt out and ready to call it a day but mm-hmm. yeah like overall it's just it was so fun and I have lots of good memories yeah. That's lovely. That's awesome. That's so good. I think that there's there's so many interesting memories that you think only in a strip club could this be a reality. Yeah. Only a strip club could I be singing naked on the stage with wet money all over me. You know? That's really true. Beautiful. Absolutely loving it. <laughs> Big thank you to Chastity for taking the time to talk to us. Charlie and I will be back again next week with more delectable decibels, so stay tuned. Until next time, stay nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis. <laughs>